Welcome to Gail Talk, a new show for women with an emphasis on discussing the cares and concerns of life from the perspective of women of color. Gal Talk is not just talk. Gal is an acronym for Get a Life. That's life with a capital L, as in life in Jesus. We're not just here to talk, but to share with you wisdom you can trust. Now, what we will say will sound like it's countercultural at times, because it is. God's wisdom is often opposite of what we want to do. It's the hard thing to do a lot of times, but it's the thing that will bring us peace and contentment that other advice will not give us. Join us on this countercultural journey. Welcome to Gal Talk, where we talk about everything from body image and self-love to sex, contentment, fear, and politics with Jesus in the middle. My name is Raina, and I'm here with Marisa, and we are um, going today to talk about the power of our testimonies. Welcome, Marisa. Thank you. I'm glad to be here today. So, I, you know, I, I want to start off with this idea, because there's a question about the power of our testimonies. You know, I just want to start off with this general question. In 1 Corinthians 15, Paul says in, um, let's see, 15.3, he says, for I delivered to you as of first importance what I also received that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures and that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures and that he appeared to Cephas then to the 12, that, that, that's going on to verse five. But our belief and what saves us is our belief in Jesus, right? The work, the finished work of Jesus, the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ. So then what is the power of our personal testimonies? Um, so I believe that the power of our testimony allows people to see kind of where we've been and to see the things that have happened to us and then to see how God uh, was able to, to um, impact the, what's happened to us in our lives and to see how he uh, changed the situation that we were in to be you know, um, more like him. It's, or it just changed us to be more like him through the situation. Because sometimes people don't always know what we've been through. And it may seem that our lives have always been wonderful. Um, and they, but yet, you know, we've a lot of times we've been through a lot to get to where we are right now. Yeah, I agree with you. I heard one time someone say that if we do not tell our testimonies, it is as if we are stealing God's glory so that when people see us, they think that it's us and they don't realize that, like you said, it's the impact of having God or walking with Jesus. You know, it's that impact in our lives that have that has cleaned us as much as possible. You know, we're always going to have difficulties, but there is a certain level of joy and light in the light of a Christian, right? Yes. That people recognize. And if we don't correctly give God the glory, then they, they like you said, misinterpret that and don't understand where it comes from. So, Or sometimes they don't see uh, where they could be. You know, if they're in the midst mm -hmm. of, a, of an issue, Mm -hmm. You know, and um, we never share that we've been through that same issue mm -hmm. and have gotten to the other side. They won't see how they can get to the to the other side, because, you know, if we're sharing that we prayed and we uh, read scripture and we, you know, talk to Christians <laughs> and we cry you know, and, and to, you know, to help us to, to deal with the situation that we are in, mm -hmm. then they'll never see the 
that they have the ability to get to the other side of the situation that they're in and how God can help them through to get there. Mm-hmm. And even, even as we share with non-Christians mm-hmm. that, you know, we, our lives were once, we once were, and because we submitted our will and our lives to the Lord, then now, you know. Right. So, um, Marisa, give me your two-minute testimony. Um, so just, just one of the testimonies that I've had um, is that, you know, when I was uh, younger, I ended up having a child out of wedlock, um, which then kind of made me feel as if, you know, uh, during the time that I was pregnant and all, and just really there were times when I felt lonely and times I wasn't sure what was going to happen and how it was going to work out. Um, and so, you know, I was able to, you know, spend a lot of time um, praying and reading uh, scripture and, you know, just really um, trying to understand what the situation was going to look like. And through it all, um, you know, God was able to, you know, to uh, give me peace. And, uh, you know, during that time, you know, I was also a member of a church and it, you know, it affected my reputation in some ways. And so, but it still had the, um, to know that God was on my side. You know, ultimately I did get married to um, the baby's father and life was grand, but um, especially as you're seeing, a, and I hadn't done what God had wanted me to do. Let me, let me be clear. Um, but, you know, through it all, he still um, was with me and didn't just leave me because you know, I didn't follow, you know, his, his, what he had asked, you know, I did uh, confess my sins for, for doing it. Um, but, you know, God never left me. And so that was something, you know, that a piece that, you know, no one else could have given me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, um, while um, I haven't been exactly where you are, you know, the curiosity is, so you know the Lord already. You had already had a relationship with the Lord. Um, to some but, extent. You know, I mean, it's never, you know, it, I was still, um, you know, young. I was in, you know, early 20s. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I had grown up in the church. Um, but there's- Did you a, have you know, a personal a, relationship with the Lord at that point? Like you had already, because there is this difference where I'm in the church, but then there are circumstances where, you realize, oh, but I don't really have a relationship. And that circumstance kind of pushes you over, like, you know, where before you really didn't have that relationship. I think I had a relationship, but not necessarily as strong of a relationship mm-hmm. as I have learned to have after the fact. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I had, I did know who Jesus was, um, but I ha- can't say that it was as, it was obviously wasn't strong enough to um, choose God over peer pressure, not peer pressure, but some of the things that uh, I was seeing other people doing. Well, I mean, I was going to say I could relate because I think when I was a a, a new Christian, I think that probably the last time I'd had sex before, I was like, no more. I might have thought I was pregnant. I was like, oh, wait, hold on a second. (laughs) That's not going to work, you know? So, you know, but so my question had, had had to do with when was your salvation experience? When did that happen? Um, now that's harder for me to a hundred percent say because 
like I said, I kind of grew up in the church. I was always in the church. I can't say that, um, that at, at, I know a lot of people have really specific situations that then change them a hundred percent. I, um, I can't say that I can think of that one situation, um, like, uh, a lot of other people can, but I can definitely see that where my relationship with God has grown and has really transformed in my life, you know, with this being one of the uh, starting points. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what was or has been one of the hardest parts of becoming a Christian? Um, so I have to say it's a lot of times it can be just, you know, who deciding who are you going to um, hang out with? Who are you going to, what are you going to allow um, in terms in your life, in terms of what are you going to allow in terms of reading? What are you going to allow in terms of movies? Um, and um, just situations. So for you, wait, so for you, did you have to determine, like, I'm not going to read this. Yeah. I'm not going to watch this movie. You know, so you've been missing out, quote unquote, on some things that you normally would have. Is that, was that, yes. how was that transition when you realized, oh, maybe I should watch this other movie? <laughs> you know, what was that like? Well, you know, it, it just makes, you know, when you're making those decisions, those are just not decisions that everybody's making. You know, a lot of people, you know, don't care. As long as they enjoyed it, it was fine. Mm -hmm. um, and for me, it wasn't just a matter of enjoying it. If I didn't feel like it was something that was in line with what, you know, or totally against what um, God was to have wanted me to, me to put into my spirit, then I, you know, I was saying no, which meant I was saying no to times when people were going to movies. I would say, you know, no. Was it in college? Um, some in college and some after college, mm -hmm. you know, and, um, you know, and so it, so it just changed then some of that just caused people to change change relationships because you know if I wasn't there wasn't interested in doing the things that they were doing then that limited the times that we would spend together and sometimes it just comes to, you come to realize or I came to realize that you know maybe this wasn't the relationship you know just friendships that I needed to be in right you know I think for me when thinking about say music for instance I remember when I was a new Christian, and I think we were going to a, a church event, like a, a softball game or something. I can't remember. And you know, I had my regular music on, my R&B or whatever it was, and it was kind of loud. And my friend who had been in the church for a while, she's like, you should turn that down. You know, we got to the park and we were, and I was like, why? You know what I mean? Like, that's the music. Because my thought was, I wasn't, that's who I was. I, I, I was coming out of the world into the church. Mm -hmm. I had no desire to be one way, you know, one place and another place, way another, another at another place or with other people. I didn't, I didn't, that's just not how I lived my life. However, I do remember when the Lord made the transition in my life to listening to Christian music. And I, um, as opposed to like, um, the music I had been listening to because I was going through, um, uh, a very difficult time in a relationship. And I just, I was depressed and I would and I said, well, let me turn on the, the radio and maybe that might pick, you know, give me a pickup, pick me up. And when he said the music was so, everything was like a sad, slow 
breakup song. It was like, oh my goodness, you kept changing the station. And, and even if it was a, a upbeat, it was it still was like empty because I needed something. I, you know, I needed something more than it was giving me. So I said, well, maybe I should turn to the Christian station, right? And I had no idea where it was on the radio. So I was just going up and down the dial, you know, looking for the Christian radio station. And, but when it, when I found it and it landed on it, whatever song it was, it soothed my soul. You know, it was as though there was this connection and it resonated and God was able to comfort me in that time. And at that point I was like, wow, you know, it was such a, a vast, I think, you know, like distinction in that, that little bitty span of time that I was able to recognize the difference between what I had, you know, turned with the dial I had turned from to uh -huh. the dial I had turned to. And so anyway, that was, and at that point it was just, that was it because it was like, you know, the situation I was in was, a, took a while and that's what I listened to. And at that point, you know, God made that transition in my life. But, you know, for me, it, it had to be a genuine like transition. It had to be not because somebody said it was a good idea, Mm -hmm. but it had to be, you know, for me, so. Yeah, and it was a similar way in terms of, you know, slowly just not feeling comfortable reading certain books and not feeling comfortable watching certain TV shows or watching certain movies, you mm -hmm. know, and, and it, it just you know, allowed me to see that there's something better out there for me. Okay, sounds good. So when was the last time you shared your testimony with someone? Um. That, that doesn't know the Lord, like, you know, you're sharing with someone who you feel doesn't have that relationship and you're sharing Jesus with them. Um, one, one time comes to mind, uh, there was a, a young man in a, uh, the Walmart uh, parking lot and he was walking around and asking for, I think he was either asking for money or asking, you know, just, well, basically, you know, asking for something, whether it was money, whether it was you know, to, um, to do work so they get money sort of thing. And um, so I just asked him about, you know, kind of what was going on, you know, just kind of in general. And, and you know, and then I just asked him if, I, if he'd mind if I prayed with him, you know, because it didn't, you know, I said, you know, it was really something that it sounded like whatever was going on, you know, briefly that he had shared um, that he needed, to, you know, more than just, you know, money. And so, um, you know, he allowed me to pray with him and, you know, and I just reminded him that, you know, that it was, you know, God loved him. And so that that was, you know, just an opportunity, you know, that just, got, you know, I was thankful that God led me to, to, to do it and to, you know, just not just tell him, you know, I'll pray for you or whatever, but even to stop and have a conversation with him, you know, and uh, pray right there with him. And just, you know, an opportunity to share who God was with him. So are you afraid at times to, to share with people? Um, I think, you know, at, at times it can't, you know, depending on who the person is and what the situation is, I can't lie to say that I'm always comfortable just reaching out to everyone, but I've been trying to be uh, more open and more uh, aware of uh, opportunities that God gives me to share with other people. Okay. So what do you think about the idea of like cold calling or, you know, just sharing with people you don't know versus like in the store versus, you know, maybe at a family 
gathering or people with people like at work, you know, people, you know, what do you so, think? About? Mm -hmm. So a lot of times I'll, um, I'll ask God to give me, uh, an offer, a, a door, an opportunity. Mm -hmm. Um, and that, that, you know, to, to do something, to share something and not just, um, say nothing. Um, and then when, when, and then take advantage of the opportunities, you know, when they come, um, just so that, you know, just to make sure that the person is receptive to whatever extent that God wants them to be, mm -hmm. to what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Sounds good. I think sometimes I want to, like when I'm in the grocery store and I see someone and I want to, you know, share the Lord with them because for whatever reason I perceive there is an obvious need, you mm -hmm. know, but then I don't want to like, I don't want to go up to them because they think I can perceive that there's this obvious need, you know, like mm -hmm. I'm targeting them. So a lot of sometimes I don't Now There's this lady recently I've been uh, running into in the, at the Whole Foods store and she's Jewish. <clears throat> and I found that out because I asked her about, we, I went to the store on Sunday, on a Sunday. And I said, oh, did you go to church today? And she said, oh, I'm Jewish. I said, oh, there are Jews that believe in Jesus too. <laughs> she said, I'm not one of them. She said, those aren't real Jews. That's what she said. Those aren't real Jews. Um, and so um, since then, I saw her again. And I, you know, having conversations with her. I only saw her a second time. But I, I look for her when I go. Her name's Ellen. And I, you know, I speak to her and remind her that I'd met her before and stuff like that. So and, I, and that way I am. Now, what I typically do with people is I'll ask them, like if I'm in a restaurant and my server or whatever, I'll ask them if they had any prayer requests or people mm -hmm. who come come to um, my house to do you know, work or fix something. I might ask them if they had prayer requests. But I am not really of the, the mindset that you know, just people seeing your life is good enough. You know, I think there is this verbal um, communication of the gospel that is is needed or necessary but I do think you know and it's I, I hear a lot of times it's that people when they see you or they know probably your perspective or your relationship mm -hmm. with the Lord then they'll come and say well you know they'll ask the question and that gives you a, an invite in mm -hmm. so in, in some ways that's kind of you know, I guess the, the idea behind saying, oh, do you have anything, you know, you want me to pray for and things like that. And sometimes I'll, I'll run across people who are, are Christian already, you know, you know, mm -hmm. like, yeah. you know, but sometimes I'll get people like, no, they look at you, like, you know, but either way, um, it's my way of kind of opening that you know, door and just, you know, allowing them the ability to kind of have somebody to talk to about the Lord if they have right. a question, you know. All right. Um, so do you hang out with non-Christians? You got any unbelieving friends that you are purposely maybe cultivating relationships with? Um, I was thinking about that. And, you know, I, at this one moment, I think most of the people that I hang around with are Christian. That, not that I did that on purpose. Um, different, le different levels of Christian, you know, and different stages of their Christianity, which is fine. Um, but you know, I, I, that doesn't mean that the, a lot of the people that I interact with probably 
you know, just on a daily basis, you know, and uh, we're talking friends versus people I interact with is probably a, you know, more of a, a different answer. Um, but at this one moment, there's, you know, not someone specific that I'm cultivating, you know, relationship to help um, bring, you know, bring them to a better relationship with Christ. So you said something interesting. You said you didn't do that on purpose, that your friends are, you know, mostly Christian. I think the issue is with us, because I will admit I'm probably in a little bit of a bubble myself, that we have to be intentional to actually include people who are not Christians. Because they're not in our, at this, at this point, I think, you know, they're probably not in our natural a group of people that we would gravitate towards or be with, right? Mm -hmm. So I think it's something that, and I've thought about this. I don't really know. I, I have neighbors. I, I do know I have a neighbor, but you know, COVID makes it so hard sometimes because you can't necessarily hey, just come over because they'd be like, uh, this, "This is not the season to have, you know, mm -hmm. neighborhood dinners." Um, but um, my my thought is, my plan is to be more intentional. And I've always thought like, oh, it costs more money if I like become a part of the, you know, like the neighborhood, like clubhouse or whatever it is, because you know, I meet people I'd see them on a regular basis, you know, like that and develop those relationships. And it's like, okay, I need a budget to do that. So where, what can I do, you know, kind of where it would bring me into uh, an intentional, like mm -hmm. intentionally do something. So that's just been, you know, one of the, the things that I've been trying to work through myself. So, um, yeah. So last question, just so we can um, end our testimony time with this question and a praise to the Lord, share a testimony or a time when God has actually, you know, you've seen him work a miracle in your life. Because miracles still happen. I believe in miracles. I believe... God does miracles. Um, you know, nothing that we can scientifically reproduce or, you know, film, or, but things that are supernatural that only God can do, He does. So. Well, one thing, I mean, for me, um, you know, my son was in a car accident in December mm -hmm. and he had gotten, um, I guess, hit on the interstate, but just enough that they spun him around and he couldn't actually, so the car then was facing traffic mm -hmm. and he couldn't actually move. The car wouldn't move. Um, and so he's watching cars, you know, speed past him and speed towards him. And um, one, he, and he did end up getting um, hit head on, you know, after, you know, in, during that time mm -hmm. and uh he walked away with scrapes and scratches and the other person who hit him you know had some more serious injuries i mean um uh, so to me that's a miracle mm -hmm. you know because mm -hmm. he was hit in on the interstate mm -hmm. and you know we, we praise god for sparing him mm -hmm. you know because he, he didn't have to come out that way definitely definitely it's it's um i i I'm a firm believer that the Lord protects me when I'm driving because I am not that good. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know why I didn't run into that person on this side and that person <laughs> or the wall. Because <laughs> you know those those barriers that they have. Uh -huh. I'm like 50 million times I should have hit those barriers, right? 
So I am a firm believer that the Lord actually is just like my poor child. Let me just protect her because she cannot drive. <laughs> I'm a firm believer in that. So yeah, I uh, anything else you want to share, Marisa, before we close our time out? Just no, I think it's been a, a great opportunity to have a conversation. I just hope that um, the listeners really just you know take a time just to look into you know sh- share your testimony with someone. And uh, just, you know, so that someone else can know who God is and the things that, that he can do for your life. Yeah. So thank you, Galaxy, for tuning in to Gal Talk. And we will talk to you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.